0: We have ended the war on American energy, and we have ended the war on beautiful, clean coal. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. That was Donald Trump talking last night about the environment and environmental policy. Last night, he touted his rapid-paced deregulation schedule Within the many departments of uh, the federal government, perhaps at the top of that list is the EPA, led by department head Scott Pruitt. Pruitt is the former attorney general of Oklahoma, where he fought environmental regulations and sued the EPA in favor of oil companies. Pruitt has demonstrated very little interest in science or climate change or the very thing his department is supposed to protect, the environment. So what will this segment of our government look like after its erosion under Pruitt and Trump, and what will the long-term impact be on our environment. Here to talk more about that is Nick Schreck, director of the Transnational Environmental Law Clinic and assistant clinical professor at Wayne State University Law School. Nick, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, also here is Nick Leonard. He's a staff attorney at the Great Lakes Environmental Law Center. Nick, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks, Steven. Yeah. So uh, the, the president bragging about uh, the, the the manner in which he has smashed through regulations, uh, he, he he said it specifically with regard to to the clean coal question, but he also said it with regard to Detroit. Uh, he talked about loosening regulations to to get the auto industry back going. Uh, as environmentalists, I think uh, you you must have felt the target on your chest <laughs> as he as he spoke. Uh, Nick Schreck, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, the, the mission of EPA is to protect human health and the environment. It says it right there on their website. That's really why they exist. And, you know, people forget that this is an agency that really is is still um, young. I mean, 1970, we had the creation of the EPA. Mm-hmm. And so so to think that, hey, we can just declare victory and, and move on and start cutting these regulations is really short-sighted. What, what we've seen from this administration is, I think, a really aggressive push to rebrand the Environmental Protection Agency, which again is supposed to protect human health and the environment, as this sort of like job creation arm hmm. of the government, and that's that's not really how this is supposed to work in our democracy. You should have an Environmental Protection Agency that's there to protect public health and the environment, and then you can have all the other stuff. You know, business pro growth agenda, you name it. Um, making their case as right. to why why we should move our policies. It was in that created direction.
0: as a check on all of these other Correct
1: because we had really bad environmental outcomes, you know, the Cuyahoga River was on fire in mm-hmm. 1969. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason why we have the Environmental Protection Agency. And so I think we've seen really a targeted assault um, on that agency and and Scott Pruitt to his credit, has been very good at dismantling some of these rules and regulations that we've come to rely on. Mm. Um, you know, and I think the throwaway line, which to me was sort of a throwaway line about the Detroit auto industry, was just that. I mean, we had an industry that was you know already recovering. Um, you know, last year what they sold Incredibly, a record number of cars, right? right. Yeah. So, so to sort of kind of take credit for that and to say that. And Nothing that they have done as far as environmental regulations has really, um, I think, led to a direct cause and a boost in automobile sales. I mean, you just you just can't make that argument. So yeah. I, I don't really know where that came from. Um, but but yeah, it's just, just sort of the rhetoric that we're hearing from this administration.
0: Uh, Nick Leonard, uh, we heard the president talk about the war on clean coal and declaring it over. Of course, there's really no such thing as clean coal, is there? Uh, that That's sort of a, 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 a misnomer that's being sold by people who don't like regulation. I guess the question is <clears throat> is whether that messaging is is working, I mean, to the point where you have the President of the United States standing <clears throat> before a joint session of Congress and invoking this, this kind of falsehood.
2: Mm-hmm. Clean coal really is sort of political grandstanding uh, because at this point, um, our energy infrastructure is moving away from coal and towards natural gas just from market forces. And so it's a bit of a bait and switch because while they're saying that they're trying to reverse the the war on coal and sort of advocating for a clean coal, at the same time, the EPA is delaying implementation of the Ozone National Ambient Air Quality Standard, which is tied very closely to natural gas development. And By delaying that standard, essentially these natural gas projects that are popping up all over southeast Michigan and all over the state of Michigan and all over the country Mm -hmm. are being subjected to less stringent permitting reviews with each passing day where that, that standard isn't. Fully implemented.
0: Yeah. So, so what's the effect on the green energy sector of of all of these sort of rollbacks? I mean, we we had been making progress. I felt Mm -hmm. in developing new approaches to energy, new technologies that uh, that that get more energy for us with less impact. On the environment uh, is is the talk, and much of much of it still is just talk out of this administration. I mean, they've only been around a year, but is even the the sort of gesture toward deregulation having an effect on that 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 new development of, of energy sources?
1: Well, you know, if we take Michigan for an example, I mean, here's a state where our utilities were sort of dragged kicking and screaming to, to some degree back 10, 15 years ago to try and promote renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had this investment in, in wind energy, which has really been um, a huge success across the board in Michigan. And that has hastened or quickened the shutdown of some of our older, dirtier coal plants in the state. And so and that's all a result of a lot of policy at the federal level and also at the state level. And you need that to sort of drive that shift toward renewable energy. Um, so more than the effect that future rollbacks of regulations or environmental protections could have on renewable energy. Um, sitting here today, I'm most concerned with some of these these trade war type of things that are coming out of the administration. I mean, they just p- tacked a tariff on on solar panels coming mm-hmm. in from mm-hmm. foreign countries. And that could really have a chilling effect on, on the renewable energy sector. If you couple that with rolling back some tax incentives that they've provided for renewable energy, I mean, that could definitely have a harmful effect. I mean, I think Nick's right that we're seeing this continued decline in coal because it doesn't make economic sense. And there's all of the negative public health uh, outcomes associated with burning coal for electricity so coal is going away the question is are we going to continue to invest in wind and solar and other clean forms of energy or are we going to continue to rely on natural gas and that's where I mean it seems like that's where the administration is, is pushing us is toward that, nat- toward toward that natural, natural gas,
0: gas. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, and and the danger of that the danger of saying well natural gas is a, is a clean enough mm-hmm. alternative talk about why why
2: that's not a great uh, approach well, it's it's really it, it feels like we're missing a moment to reimagine our energy infrastructure and to fully move away from fossil fuels into more renewable forms of energy that don't have any harm, uh, don't cause harm for our environment and for the people that live by live nearby these um, power plants. And you know, one perfect example of natural gas development is Dearborn Industrial Generation recently proposed to expand their existing natural gas facility in Dearborn, that's 700 feet from an elementary school. Now, they face strong opposition at a, at a public hearing, and we submitted lengthy comments detailing why we thought that was a very bad idea, and eventually the, the facility decided to withdraw its permit, but we see more and more of these power plants that are proposing to... New power plants that are proposing to be built or existing power plants that are proposing to be expanded that are natural gas fired. And they have very real public health impacts in regards to ozone and things like that that tend to cause things like asthma.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the impact or the potential impact on the sort of uh, ability to reduce harm to the environment uh, that, that we've been talking about for years, right? Uh, can, can a single president during a single presidency Destroy all of the the progress that we've made uh, in environmental policy.
1: You go back and you look at uh, Bill Rickard's House, who was Nixon's first EPA administrator, Republican, very well respected person in the Republican Party. He's come out ringing the alarm bells, you know, writing right. op-eds in the New York Times and you know, anywhere he can, saying that this is dangerous. <laughs> this is bad. This is right? dangerous, and and we can't. Again, you've got an agency that's only been around since 1970. Since 1970, we've been able to continue to grow our gross domestic domestic product, our GDP. Um, we've been and able to continue to provide jobs for people and to clean the environment. And so all of this rhetoric about how it's jobs versus the environment is wrong. I mean, the Environmental Protection Agency that is there to protect human health and the environment and one administration can do a lot of harm by how they invest money in in their budgets and how they cut money in their budgets. That's a one really big way. We talked about tariffs and trade wars as another important factor to look at and just this really, you know, playing lip service to some of these older dirty fuels that gets in the way of that new clean energy future that we we need to go towards. Yeah.
0: Okay. Nick Schreck, director of the Transnational Environmental Law Clinic and assistant clinical professor at Wayne State University Law School. Nick Leonard, staff attorney at the Great Lakes Environmental Law Center. Both of you, thanks for being here. Thank you, today. Thanks. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow.